Hey, how's it going, Champagne Sharks? Hope everyone's doing well. Just wanted to uh, do some quick house cleaning, let people know. Go to ChampagneSharks.com and you get access to all the links related to Champagne Sharks. You can go there and find it all. And you can find where we are on social media, our products, all that stuff. Also, Patreon benefits, which includes Discord server, book club night, movie night discussions, show notes, newsletter, and most importantly, bonus episodes. So definitely become a patron for $5 a month at patreon.com forward slash champagne sharks. And without further ado, here is the episode. Take care. I was looking at this tweet, man. Um, I guess it happened day before yesterday. And it's something that I, I like having this conversation about our community because I noticed something. And this is why I always say real life and the Internet is um, night and day. And there was this lady. Her name is Mercedes Johnson. And she works for Honeywell, I guess. And uh, Honeywell, what does Honeywell do? I can't remember what Honeywell is. They do like all the heating stuff, the thermostats. And yeah, yeah, I just seen them on a bunch. Like most of the thermostats I've seen have Honeywell. Honey, Yeah, you're right. You're right. Absolutely right. So Honeywell uses her as a talent recruiter and she was hiring for a tech position. Mm-hmm. And this is what happened. Now, she, for whatever reason, her dumbass thought this was a good idea. So there, so the person that tweeted it, well, they said there are two types of people in this world. Now, here's Mercedes Johnson. She says, I just offered a candidate $85,000 for a job that had a budget of one thirty. I offered that because that's what she asked for. And I personally don't have the bandwidth to give lessons on salary negotiation. Here's the lesson. Always ask for the salary you want and deserve in parentheses. No matter how large you think it might be, you never know how much money a company has to work with. Now, here's a second person that does the same thing. Had a junior software engineer ask for a very low salary range. She will be shocked when this offer comes through. We are paying your worth over here. Now, the thing about it is what I find is with this Mercedes Johnson person, she didn't have the bandwidth to help this person out, but she had the bandwidth to go on social media and say this shit. My exact thought. My first thought was that. How do you not have the bandwidth for the person that's in front of you? Yeah. But you somehow got the bandwidth to tweet nonsense on Twitter and brag about how you basically did this shady ass shit. You lowballed them. And, and, all, and, the, and but the thing that so pisses wait, go ahead. You finish no, your oh, point. I was this say, was your tweet. They 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 lowballed them. She lowballed them. And not only that, they didn't even put the salary range. So when you when you're going to negotiate for a salary, if the salary range isn't there, you don't know what to negotiate. Exactly. And I've heard of people negotiating themselves out of a position before. Exactly. So how was she supposed? How was this person supposed to know that the they had one hundred thirty thousand dollars to spend on an employee, but they only asked for she only asked for eighty. But the bigger picture is this: Why do black people like getting in positions so they can fuck black people? Right, and then talk shit. That's and the then thing. talk shit. That's the thing that was so crazy to me. And it reminds me of when we had this conversation when that other black lady was talking shit about black people's names. Oh, yeah, yeah. The HR should, lady. Yeah. Saying that you should abbreviate your name and all this dumb shit, this, which yeah. is funny because depending on where you apply to, most people don't even give a fuck. No, I'm a kind of person if they if they going to deny you because of your name. Do you really want to work? You there? Don't, you don't want to work there anyway. That's just how I operate. But that's that's and that's what I've always said about people that saying, like, my job want me to cut my dreads and. Look, if they if they tripping off shit like that, you don't need to be there unless it's a like a job like a police officer, which, you know, I, I get it. You know what I mean? 
something militarized like that where you know going in this this is part of the requirement yeah but if it's like a job as a fucking janitor or some shit and they talking about your hair like okay yeah you don't need to work there these people are racist uh they have no cultural competency um so because they'll let white boys come to work with the quote-unquote bedhead all the time you know right. And they made that an actual style, you know. But most Secrets. new businesses don't even be tripping off of shit. They don't. They don't. You can mm-hmm. go in there with blue hair. Listen, I got a job. My job right now, and it's not a nonprofit job, and it's not a media. It was a media position, but it's not a media. Yeah, but it's job. a pretty big job. Yeah, I, I went in with my, with my purple hair. Nobody cares. Right. The, one of the chief people in the in the business, her hair is purple and blue. Black girl. Nobody mm-hmm. gives a fuck. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like people. People are adding this extra shit, you know, on top of everything else. But the really thing is to get to your key point, though, is black people getting in positions and then purposely denying black people or denying other people positions because they got a little bit of power or not even paying this girl what she deserves because she didn't ask for more. How Maybe she doesn't know. You know what I mean? Maybe that is the most she's ever asked for in her life. Maybe to her that was big, especially if you. So, for example, I have a homegirl. Well, she's my cousin, actually, but we're cool. Um, She. was an accountant, right? Mm-hmm. She went from working for a nonprofit to working for a small for-profit to working for a big for-profit, right? Right, right. Same type of position. She does basically the same shit because it's accounting. It's the same shit, but they each have different pay ranges. So if this girl is going from, let's say, a smaller company, a smaller business, she does. She, she knows you can't ask for no hundred thousand dollars for no small the business. Same, the same job working in the housing department at a nonprofit will pay you forty five thousand. If you go work for the state, they'll be paying you seventy five. Exactly. And if you don't know that, if you come from the forty five thousand dollar job, you don't know that. And you go apply. You say, "Well, I'll ask for you know sixty thousand, even though they pay seventy five. Mm-hmm. How would you know? That's still more than you've ever made, right? And if you're in a position, if I'm in the position to pay them more, like, oh, no, actually, we can go. We can go higher than that. Mm-hmm. And I've had people tell me that. Because I remember mm-hmm. one time I was applying for a job and they told me um, I, what I asked for was I think I asked for 60K. They were paying 80K. I right. didn't know that. Right. And they were like, oh, no, you got to put more than that. And the only reason I even found that out because the person that uh, was the director of the organization is the one that wanted me to apply. So right. he's the one who told me, no, ask for more. Right. Right. And that's the director of the organization. It took me it took me <laughs> some time to figure that out too. Now? Oh, I told him motherfucker in a minute. Oh no, 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 no. You can't pay me less than this. You yeah. know what I'm saying? So if that means I don't get the job, hey, well, because I got I have I have expectations, brother. You know, I like nice shit just like everybody else do. And hey, Vita, push away your mic a little bit because it's clipping. Oh, my bad. Yeah, it's clipping a little bit. But um, that was something that I noticed, and, and and specifically black women. Why is this a thing? Now on Twitter. You see all these sisters talking about, you know, we need to come together, da 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 da. But in the real world, it doesn't. And this is why I always said, me and T make, uh, I think it's either me and Mario. I said, man, you know, women have frenemies. You know what I'm saying? They don't really have friends. You know what I mean? They have frenemies because this lady's going out of her way. And I've seen this consistently. Like she's going out of her way to be an asshole for no reason. But I'm not going to make it, I'm not going to make it a gender thing because black men do this too. I was going to say, I don't know about, well, I would be real. I mostly see black women do it. Um, right, at least right. like the ones that go on the internet bragging about it, they're black right, women. Right, right. Um, so I can't say nobody else does it, but the ones that brag about it, I've always seen them in black women. But even the whole women have frenemies thing, I don't even think that. I think I don't think this is gender specific as people think. For one thing, I don't have frenemies, and most people, most women I know don't have frenemies. I know mm-hmm. it's a thing, but I think that's in the echelon of women that are that have frenemies. And these are women who are stand. These are competitive women who stand competition with each other. 
Right, right, right. And right. that's not, and the, I think people generalize, not you specifically, but it's in general, I've seen that conversation around, um, well, women don't really have friends and all this other stuff. And, I've, and, and, and it's not true. It's just like how when these women get online and talk about men, like, oh, y'all don't have real friendships. Y'all don't bond. Y'all not vulnerable with each other. You don't know what the fuck niggas' friendships are like. But, but, then, but then that same person will come and say they don't like going to the barbershop because they be talking crazy in the barbershop. Right. Okay, well, if that's where brothers be kicking it at in the barbershop, then what the fuck, you know? So, but this, because it's not even about that. People just like to put these labels, you know? They just but, like to lie. But <laughs> that's what you, right, straight up, right? <laughs> they just like to lie, shit. But, you know, but I just, I'll, but even this, that trend about, well, women don't do this, you know, I just feel like I've never had that. I don't have frenemies. Right. I, I've never in my life had frenemies. It's never been a thing. Have I seen the frenemy thing happen? Absolutely. Usually oh, amongst, yeah, yeah. But yeah. Um, usually when I've seen the frenemy thing, it's amongst the popular girls yep. who are mostly focused on their looks and they stay mm-hmm. in competition with other women. Mm-hmm. Though That's a specific group. They do not And those, those type of women will befriend you and, oh, girl, you, I got these shoes. You should wear these. And then y'all go to the club. Bitch, take my shoes off. You're like, what? Yeah, see, that's, that's, that's a whole different type of thing also i think people confuse i think i said this on twitter too people confuse friend dynamics they think because you see person a and b together and they're like that they're friends and they're friends and you assume that because they're like that that person a is like that with person c d and e they they might be a whole another dynamic yeah so 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 when people say that i'm always thinking well did you see this person with other groups or just did you yeah because when i get around my friends i've talked to my friends like they got a fucking tail But that's just what we do. You know what I'm saying? That's right. what we do. Like and my you, boy, mm-hmm. he got COVID. He got COVID uh, two weeks ago, and I said, "Yeah, man, I heard you get that shit from eating ass." You know what I'm saying? That's because I'm, I'm an <laughs> asshole. That's just the type of shit I say to my friends. But they are. We all laughed. I mean, you know what I'm saying? But I wouldn't say that to you or say that to right. Mario and T because I've known these dudes since middle school. You know right. what I'm saying? So our relationship dynamic is different. Exactly. People's relationship dynamics are different depending on who they're with. And I have friends that I talk one way to, might have a mm-hmm. different group of friends talk differently to. That's just how we operate in that dynamic, right? Yeah. Some friends you can talk that shit to. I have a homegirl, she, you know, we call each other bitch, whatever, whatever. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I got other friends, if you dare call one of them a bitch, it's like, who the fuck are well, you, you talking might have to? to give a fade. Right. Not that they don't love you, but you're not going to talk to me like that. You to talk to me like that. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> and then there are some people that I allow, like my homegirl, we call each other bitch, but if you call me a bitch, I don't care how nice you being, we not familiar like that. We not friendly like that. You know, right, right. so every so so people often have these labels for groups or, or for friends. But in reality, the dynamic might be different. But anyway, that's t- totally on a tangent. Yeah. Um, Getting back to the, the topic, though, the thing that pisses me off about that tweet that you read about the girl not negotiating the salary is that you had an opportunity to actually help someone help right somebody. in front of you. Yeah. Yeah. And instead of doing that, you bragged about how you not finna help them. We'll literally go on tangents online about how the, the the wage gap and all these different types of things. And it's like, OK, but when you have an opportunity to do something for someone, because I don't one of the things I don't do. And I learned this from my dad, which is my dad's one of the most religious political people, which is a conflict of interest anyway. But what I learned from my dad was talking about uh, I never forget it was uh, at uh, uh, Mike Brown. And I was over at my dad's house and I'm tripping. I'm like, man, what are we going to do, man? These white folks. I'm, he's like. It had you all triggered. <laughs> yeah. My dad was like, you ain't going to do nothing. He said, man, black folks going to keep doing what the fuck they've been doing. Now, I didn't know what the fuck he meant at that time. He mm-hmm. said, you have a better chance of fixing something with a small group of people than waiting for this whole all we all need to do things. Makes total sense. Facts. 
Facts. So one of the things is I don't I when I see people online talking about the, the wage gap and and uh, what is it uh, minimum wage and living wage and I'm not waiting for the system to change because it's not going to. But what I will do is if I have an opportunity and I know that I can get somebody some help, I do it. I have a friend. I just talked to him yesterday. I hadn't talked to this dude since before Christmas, and I didn't know that he had lost his job. You know what I'm saying? And he deals with major depression, bipolar disorder, a lot of stuff. This is one a really, really good friend of mine. I got a hookup at the post office. I can get him a job. You know what I'm saying? So I told him, I said, look, when I get to work on Monday, I'm going to shoot you the information and I'm going to call the manager who does the hiring and let him know that you're the one that's applying. Now, for a lot of people, they might say that's not ethical, but I don't give a fuck. I'm helping my friends because this is what everybody do. You know what I'm saying? So you have to. That's how everybody does it. Yeah, everybody does it. So when you have a chance, that's how I got my job. So when you have a chance to help somebody, you do it. You don't just go out of your way to shit on them and then get online looking for clout. Like, what type of clout did she think she was going to get by doing that? You know? And then when I seen the responses, I'm like, okay, yeah, this makes a lot of sense because she's literally took month, took food off somebody's table. I was just thinking that. No. Like, I always tell people, man, ignorant doesn't mean you stupid. It just means you don't know. Cause this is the thing that if that girl if that girl could have cracked six figures six figures that would have changed her life. It would have changed her life. That's Especially depending on where she's at. Exactly. Yeah. Well, they're in so, Atlanta. A, a, oh, even more so. Me off, but, but that pissed me off even more because when I saw that, I was like, you know what? I'm tired. You know, I used to always, um, I used to give Atlanta the benefit of the doubt, and I still do because everybody ain't the same everywhere. You know, it is what it is. But I'm tired of seeing this. This so-called black Mecca, black Hollywood, all black this. But everything that comes out of this place that I see is toxic. You in Atlanta and you have a chance to help another black person make $100,000. But instead of you doing that, you sitting up high on your high on your horse, looking down at somebody and not doing your job. And how does it benefit you? I don't see how it benefits you at all. Like, it's not like you did this thing. And it would have hurt you to help her or it would have benefited you not to help her. Like there's right. neither of us there. All you benefited was Honeywell because they get to save some money. That's what and that's what everybody was saying. Why are you gatekeeping Honeywell when motherfucker, they'll fire your ass tomorrow? Honeywell ain't hurting for no money. That's they don't need no one. money. It's a corporation. A big, big one. They're going to keep Almost. putting uh, thermostats in motherfuckers' houses whether your ass is dead, alive or whatever. You they got contracts with school districts yeah, and yep. government buildings yep, and yep. you know what I mean? Like, what are you like? What are people talking about? Like, who are you helping besides right. Honeywell? You ain't helping yourself. You didn't get a raise. But this is another instance of black folks doing shit that white folks don't even ask them to do. But that's the thing. All your skin folk ain't your kin folk. And exactly. I think we have to keep that in mind. And I think black people lose that. And for some reason, we lose our minds when we see a nigga in a position. Mm-hmm. Oh, we got a black person. I, I stopped being happy. I stopped doing that. Yeah. The first black person to, to be an astronaut. Well, send that nigga to the moon. Okay. And come back and let me know what the fuck he found. <laughs> send that motherfucker on. Okay. I don't want to hear about no fucking stories. First of all, I know he might be a coon. First of all, a black first in 2022 is already ridiculous. Ridiculous. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, like the first black stop being to me, you, you got to stop counting that shit after like 1970. Like <laughs> you really do. You really. I was watching. The, um, I, be, I like watching old uh baseball like uh interviews, like these old time baseball players that was around when there wasn't no black people in in Major League Baseball, and they were talking about Yogi Berra and how he was one of the first uh Major League Baseball players to invite black players like Jackie Robinson and you know different black players, and he knew all the Negro League the Negro League players. 
And I'm like, I like watching those interviews because you get to see a it's a real conversation. And these are people that this is new to them. This was new. We in 2022. I don't want to hear about right. he's the first black coach. Listen, that's bullshit. <laughs> right. Oh, we bullshit. finally decided, you know, 150 years after we ended slavery, that you right. were worthy enough to be a part of our team. Right. You're worthy exactly. enough to be hired by us. The team been around for 200 fucking years, and they just now having a black person in a general manager position or, you know, player president or vice president or some shit. Are you serious? So you mean to tell me all these years, motherfuckers running through a wall, busting their head open, breaking their legs. Now you think they can think? Right. Okay. That's And that's the other thing. It's like, we're not being honest about what we're celebrating here. We're honored because we're this is the first black person accepted by white people. By white something. people. Exactly. You know, exactly. Um, because it's like, like, for example, I remember two people were upset with me because I said Tiana Taylor. They said Tiana Taylor is the first African-American to get the cover of some shit. I want to say Maxim or some special edition of Maxim. I don't know. Uh-huh. And I kept thinking, <clears throat> like, they, but they're there for her purposes. I get why they're putting the PR that way, because it's for her purposes, for her to get yeah. the deals that she wants. And it makes her look good. I know the game. That's just media shit. But when I see other Negroes acting like this is some real accomplishment, and I'm thinking to myself, that girl been around since she Long was 16 time. years old. Yeah, she's been around for a minute. She what, 30 something now? Yeah. So she's been around for a long ass time, making music videos, singing and dancing around, whatever the hell, choreographing music videos, all kinds of yeah. shit. Now, all of a sudden, she's worthy of being on somebody's cover. Yeah. And now is she the first black woman they've ever discovered that had right that had beauty and talent to be on the cover of their shit? Like now, mind you, time? mind you of all the black women that have come and gone in entertainment from Felicia Rashad, Eartha Kid, you name them. Right. More famous than her. Right. Okay? Beyonce. Shit. Damn it. What are you talking about? Right. You know? Or just there's plenty. Right. There's so many people that they that that could have gone. So what there was with their the- agenda of why mm-hmm. they put her on the front? Because they could have Whitney Houston. There was look, I tell people all the time there was a point in time when Whitney Houston was the biggest thing on TV outside of Michael Jackson. Right. So, so why wasn't Whitney? Right. Those, you know, or anybody. Right. Like, and anybody, Whitney was a right. model. So we know right, Whitney, yeah. we know Whitney's gorgeous. So it oh, wasn't yeah, like yeah. So she she was skinny. So she definitely fit the Maxim look. So, yeah, yeah. I, I don't well, Maxim wasn't around back then, but I'm just saying, you know, that mentality. of. It. Oh, OK. But either way, I just felt like that whole idea that a black person is the first to do something in 2022 or the first to be chosen by white people in some publication. Right. I remember they said like Beyonce was the first to cover. I want to say it was like Vogue or Vanity Fair, but also use a black photographer. It was like the first black photographer to get a cover on Vanity Fair or Vogue or one of them shit. So I want to say Vogue. I kept thinking to myself, and this was like maybe, I don't know, 2015, 16, maybe a little after. I don't know. It wasn't that long ago. I kept thinking, like, people are so happy about this, but is this the first nigga photographer they ever know since Vogue been around? <laughs> they there's just plenty of now... niggas taking pictures, shit. Right, and they just now discovered a nigga that to take some like. But then the thing that's so crazy about it is they act like Vogue is the one doing something noble, monumental, right? Yeah, yeah. Oh, uh, we get we did, we finally decided to give niggas a chance. Like niggas could have been getting checks a long fucking time ago for photos. That's how, but <laughs> that's also the way we treat our own shit at the time when Jet Magazine and Essence and Ebony was black absolutely. Owned. We absolutely. didn't look at that as a, some a, any type of uh, prize. You know what I'm saying? Like even even if even if it was a black organization you worked for and it was a good or you know how I feel about some black people that run shit they we shit on each other. Um, but if it was a, a black organization where they took care of each other, we still would look at that white organization and say, no, nah, I think this is better. You know what I'm saying? And, it's, and and 
what the crazy thing about it is, if you believe that the white organization is better, all right, fine. But leave black people alone. Right. Don't get into the white the White House, literally you know, the White House. Don't get into the White House. And you, it's almost like you're a, um, a predator. You waiting for a black per- person to show up. You know what I'm saying? That's, like the, the black lady in HR talking about changing people names and using initials and all that type of stuff. Yeah. You know, it's like she was waiting for a black person to show up to be a bitch. <laughs> I'm dead serious, man. It's like she did. I'm serious. You know what I mean? And, then, she, and then they use like some weird ass names that nobody black has ever called themselves. Yeah. Bonquisha. Bonquisha. Like who does that? I've never about? met a Bonquisha. Me yeah. neither. But I'm not saying they don't exist. Shout out to Bonquisha. But right, right. I don't know how, why they always, that's the go-to name. I know way more black girls named Tiffany. Right. Yeah, man. Me too. Yeah. <laughs> I know a whole lot of Britneys. know a whole lot of Tiffany's. Yeah. A whole lot of Brit- In the I, hood. But even, I mean, but if they don't even choose black names that I think people actually use, like Latasha, right, <laughs> you know, right, or right. Tasha, you know. Or, or Tasha. Like, yeah. Or Kimberly, Ke- Keisha. You know, Keisha. usually Keisha is the carbon copy name for any woman that's black. In a movie, you know, Keisha, you know, so right. they're not even doing that. They just go the extreme, they just go the extreme route. But right. You see white, I see white women. I, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I seen white girls named Keisha. I seen white boys. I know a white boy named DeAndre. Yeah. You know what I'm I don't know so, how that happened. They tried to convince me somebody. Oh, I was watching, um, what's that shit? 90 Day Fiance. <clears throat> and this guy was getting, um, the, his family thinks he's getting catfished. And it's very mm-hmm. clear to me this this bitch is a catfish. First of all, it's like some white bitch from Peru named Mahogany. <laughs> oh my god, fucking Mahogany! Are you serious? <laughs> you look. Listen, there are some names I will be genuinely surprised if there's a white person named Mahogany, Ebony, and not just a white person. White person from America, I could even see that because white people like to be you know to copy black people all the time, right? Right, right, right. But from Peru, a white chick from Peru, from Peru of all places. <laughs> They saw they saw the movie Mahogany with Billy D. Williams on some type of I don't know English speaking television channel, and then all of a sudden they ran with that. I never in life is there a white bitch in Peru named Mahogany. Hell no, not Ebony, not even Ebony. Mahogany It's like the blackest of the black you can find. Right, right. That's yeah. unbelievable. <laughs> see, but that's the that's the type of shit. That's the type of stuff that just irritates me. You know what I'm saying? And you know when I seen that, it kind of bothered me because. You guys know I've always talked about working for black organizations, how, you know, we have a tendency to treat each other bad. You know what I mean? And Mm -hmm. but we do it everywhere. And why is it why is it a thing to treat your own folks bad? Like this is money because because it wasn't going to benefit her at all to do this. Because but but the thing that also irritated me was this. It was the arrogance of it all. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's more than just. What she's what she did or claimed she did because we also don't really know if any of that's true. That could have been some shit I mean, she yeah, made up be, to be a be bitch. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. You, you know how you are. You think everybody lying anyway? Right. Well, the people, <laughs> well, the people that was in the comments added Honeywell, and they were like, "Oh, we're going to do some investigation about this." Oh, good. I, yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. That's how stupid these people are. You so you so arrogant. Probably. You so arrogant that you thought you could tweet something like that. You know, even if it's even if it's true or not true. You are so arrogant to think that was an okay thing to tweet. And you were yeah. so arrogant. Like, look at how look at how smart I am and look at how stupid the rest of you niggas are. Y'all so stupid, y'all don't even know your worth. How the fuck? First of all, that's such a subjective thing to even say. Like, I hate people tell people that know your worth. And then this, which I do understand that idea. However, what does that mean to people? It's subjective. I think 
I could, so for example, <clears throat> what, so working in media, right? I do freelance work. I just got my LLC filed. Shout out to me. Um, <clears throat> so I do podcast production for people, right? I don't always know what people are willing to work with. So you have, so when you ask them, they'll say, oh, I don't know. What do you, what do you charge? So then I have to just guess <clears throat> what I think they think my worth is, my work is worth. Right. I might think my worth is worth a hundred thousand dollars per episode. Right. <laughs> right. Right. I might feel like I'm giving you some good quality shit, but you might look, listen to my shit and say, well, I don't know if this is a hundred thousand dollars worth. I give right. you a hundred. <laughs> right. right. I give you a hundred bucks. <laughs> right. 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 You know? So it's like, how do you really even know what that means? You can literally over. How do you quantify that? Exactly. You can overcharge people and miss an opportunity or overstate what your rate is and, and miss opportunities. You could state, well, you know, I want to, what if she had said I wanted $150,000? Right. That would have been out of the $135,000 range. And they would have right. been like, oh, I'm sorry. We don't think we can meet that. And then they, they let you go and they go to somebody else. They don't yeah. even give you a chance to renegotiate. Right. Right. Just be like, right. oh, well, I don't think we can meet that requirement. And you sound I mean, and, stupid and, jumping all the way down to 130 after right, right, right. And a lot of times, you know, it's I think it's rare, but a lot of times a place will tell you, okay, well, we only have this, or they'll come back and tell you, well, we looked at your credentials and we can only do this. Well, you know what? That's fine. At least you tried. You know Most what I'm saying? But, they, but how are you the recruiter? Don't even tell people the range. But that's what like, I was about to say. But they told you the range. You know what I'm saying? But she didn't even tell them the range. She just literally just. Let them say, oh, oh, well, how much you want? Oh, $3? Okay. And then come down later on Twitter saying, well, we had $1,000, but she only wanted three. So know your worth. Like, dude, Look, are you serious? I don't even be on that woman bullshit, but I would even think just as a woman, you'd be like, oh, another woman. Girl, you, let me tell you. You about let me to tell you. Yeah, exactly. I would do that. You know he what I'm saying? Like, woman no, no, or no. man. You, you put, I saw you put $85,000. i am going to tell you right now, they got a budget for more than that. If I had a guy, right. listen, I had a Latino dude. I was getting the opportunity to do a voiceover for something. <clears throat> and um, the person that asked me is somebody that I know well. So <clears throat> they happen to see me in a cafe and then the dude uh, walks over. He says, hey, you know, I'm doing this project. I want you to do the, would you mind doing the voiceovers for me? And I was like, sure. And then he was, okay, well, I'll set it up. I'll have so-and-so contact you and set it up. Okay, cool. He leaves. His, the, his assistant comes up behind me, Latino dude. And he goes, look, he sits down after, after the other guy leaves. He sits down, he says, look, how much did he say he was going to pay you? He said, I said, well, he didn't mention it. He said, well, um, you make sure that they pay you because they have the budget for it. Just, I know you guys are friends, but they have the budget for it. They, they would have to pay somebody anyway. They should pay you. That's what he told me. And I was like, all right. So then I messaged him and asked him how to negotiate my rate. And he told me what to say. And I got exactly what I wanted. But see, if he hadn't sat down and told me, I probably would have been doing the shit for free or for cheap because it was my friend. I was just going to do it. And he sat me down and said, nah, they was going to pay somebody. They better pay you. No, I agree. Um, when it comes to getting paid, you know, if you don't, you don't know what you don't know. Really, at the end of the day, you hope that there's people that got your back or just for the greater good of being a human being, that they see you make a mistake like that. Because I've done that before when I see I, you know, this is what I do for a living, but I do it with, with students. But I used to do it with grownups, helping people get jobs. And I've seen a lot of black people. Race, race didn't matter. Race did not matter. Well, they were they were so worried that they weren't going to get the job. They thought if they asked for money that they weren't going to get it. That's and how I, that's how a lot of I think black people are. In yeah, general. 
I yeah, think I know black, black people, people like that. Yeah, black definitely. people in particular. Oh yeah, because yeah. we be so scared to not have a job. Yep. That we will yep. that we'll just say or do. Look, how many times we knew we wasn't qualified for some shit. We didn't give a fuck. We oh yeah, a job. Yeah, <laughs> you it know don't what matter. I mean. Yeah. So, so you definitely in- not gonna risk it to ask for more money. Yeah. So when you get into that situation, if you're a person that's in a position to help somebody, and you could you could tell. You know what I'm saying? When it's somebody that applied and they clearly got the job because we're talking about salary negotiation. But when you when you're trying to get somebody a job, man, you know, especially when you're working with families, I used to work for a Department of Human Services, which is pretty much the welfare office. And I'd have families coming in. They got to bring their kids because they don't have daycare. They got a job. We helped them get a job. They need clothes for a job interview. Then, you know, I had a family once. uh, It was a black lady and a black man. They was older, older couple. They was probably in the late 50s. And the guy had drove trucks in like Mississippi or something like that. Mm-hmm. And he couldn't get a job driving trucks here because the qualifications were different. But we got him a job driving the uh, city bus. Now, with the city bus, you can negotiate salary. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. He was afraid to do that. He was like, man, I just need this job. I said, bro, you got the job. Like, it ain't no, you know, you need this, that, and the third. You got the job. You know what I'm saying? This is what they pay. You know what I'm saying? This is what they, this is their range right here. So where do you think, I mean, how many, he had like 30 years of experience driving. I said, dude, you better ask for the most money because you've been driving these trucks and driving buses and stuff like that. But it was in his mind that if he asked for more money, he wasn't going to get the job. Yeah. I mean, you got to think though, because black people, black people get denied shit for any reason. Any for time. any reason. So, yeah. we, and if you've been through that or you've witnessed that for any reason and no reason at the same time. Right. And if you've been through that or witnessed that, it's hard to, it's hard to break from thinking in that way because yeah. i get it i i wasn't a negotiator either especially working in non-profit because them niggas be straight we quick to tell you they're not oh negotiate yeah shit. hell yeah hell yeah they don't want to pay you shit any damn way they want you to work for free they'll be like you know negotiate like there's no non-negotiable salary of thirty five thousand dollars a year <laughs> <laughs> you know why is it always thirty five thousand that's the thirty five because that's where social service start thirty five thousand it's like thirty five thousand <laughs> or thirty seven five Every and that was what time. I had to work my way up to that. Because when I first yeah. started social services, I want to say I was making like 29 a year. And that was when I started working full time. And then I went to 30. And then they gave me a raise. I went to 34. A dollar. And then, <laughs> um, I mean, I'm mean 34 a year. No, that's um, what I'm saying. But they giving you, a, they th- and they'll, oh. <laughs> they'll tell you a dollar raise like it's a big deal. And I'm like, no, that ain't That's shit. really what they do. They'd be like, oh, no, not even a dollar. They'll, they'll give you like a 25 cent raise. Yeah. And like, act like they're doing something, you know? I've had, then I've had to work my way up. <clears throat> I remember one time I got a job and I was pissed because the range said between 38 and 42. So I asked for the 42. Right. And they gave me 39. And I said, why, why can't I at least get 40? And they said, well, they look at, they. I guess they have some type of weird algorithm that they use to decide whether or not you're worth more, which I thought was stupid because I killed in the interview. In fact, I killed so good in the interview, I didn't even have the degree that they wanted me to have and I was killing in the interview. Right, right, you know what I mean? Right, right. They wanted a psychology background. I have a sociology background. And, um, you know, they tried to, but they, they hired me because I had, you know, the knowledge despite not having a psychology degree. But then they deemed me for not having a psychology degree. But if mm. I'm good enough to hire, what difference does it fucking make? That was just one way for them to keep money. Right. That's all um, I didn't have a master's degree. So they were going to pay you more if you had a master's degree. Right. Um, which I also thought was a little unfair because I have more experience than a lot of the people who have master's degrees. 
um because it was a job working with kids <clears throat> on probation kids with who are group homes foster care um and all that kind of stuff and that's the kind of work i've been doing since I was 15 years old literally right right so i was doing child care for kinship programs which is uh with grand like grandmothers aunts uncles whatever would have like their meetings or their self-care days or whatever and then i would do the child care for that working specifically with kids whose parents were incarcerated and things like that so i have been doing that shit for let me see i was 15 at the, at the time i started that and when i was working that job so i've been doing that at least 10 years at right least, at least 10 years of working with children and families and these people with master's degrees was their, was their first time even having a job some of them in their oh, yeah, actual yeah. field in yeah. their actual field you know what i mean so like or like they oh they were teaching assistants while they were in in under while they were in their master's program right that ain't got shit to do with working with children. It ain't got was, nothing to do with it. You, you are, don't have you don't have the experience, right? Not, not, not I don't mean teachers assistant working in a school. I mean like elementary school. I mean they were assistants to professors. You know oh, what I mean? Oh, okay, yeah, 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 yeah. <clears throat> so they didn't work with actual kids. They were you working with work at all, right? But now they get they get paid starting at forty because they have a master's and I have the experience. And I was and the thing that was so crazy <clears throat> when I got hired, they saw I was ahead of the pack because. And I didn't even realize how much of a head of the pack I was until I started finding out people were quitting mm-hmm. all these master students that they hired because the yep. turnover rate in that in that field is crazy. It's always like that in nonprofits. Turnover yeah. rate is ridiculous. <clears throat> well, especially in, in direct service work. So if yeah. you're doing any type of social services, which we yep. are, the turn a turnover rate, people don't last a year. No. Um, so people were, I don't even think I lost my job here, honestly. Well, I mean, you go, if, you, um, if you're a person that has all the experience in the world, what you're going to do is use this experience to get a better job to pay more money. Of course. On top of the fact that, you know, if you don't have the experience, you use it to get the experience yeah. to go do what you really want to do. Absolutely. Right. Yeah. And a lot of the, what was happening is a lot of the master students were there to get their credit hours Oh, okay. so they can get their license. Yeah. To, be, okay. to go into private practice or to become therapists. So they were just using the position to get their credit hours. They didn't have experience actually working with children and families and working in these neighborhoods. <clears throat> you know what I'm saying? That wasn't their experience. Their experience was going to school. Right, <laughs> right, 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 right. Literally, so, literally. And so this was their first time. So once they get those credit hours filled, they're done. They're on to yeah. the next job or the next position or opening their practice or whatever it is they're doing, Right. Whereas me, I was there because I genuinely, this was kind of work that I was passionate about. I loved working with children and families. Right. So they're paying these other people more because they have a master's degree and they don't even stay. Yeah, they only want to do the work. So when they left, guess who got all the hardest cases? I did. Right. Because everybody said, oh, you're so great with the kids. You're great with the family. Me and my boss, literally, from that time, literally still my ace till this day. Yeah, they gave you all the hard cases, but they didn't give you the most money. <clears throat> Hell no. Nah. Yeah. And unfortunately, my boss had no control over because the people at the top as well have control over that. But, oh, yeah, yeah, because it's all um, grant funded and all that. But type of put shit. like this she, that boss left the job, right? I guess she took a break. She got gotten sick. So she had to take some time off for like a few months. And they split every, they split all her, all her employees up to other supervisors. And they, I got a new supervisor. She was cool too, another black lady. But then when my boss came back, she, she had the option to request people from her previous staff back. Yeah. And I was the first one she picked back because she knew I was on top of my shit and I had the best. I never had none of my cases kicked back. What that means is that I had plans for families that I would work with these families. I let, my job was to lead a team of people to work with this family to get them back on track. They're called wraparound services. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know, <clears throat> yeah, I know all about so that. So this particular wraparound program, the, 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 the entire team is assigned to a family. Yeah. And 
then you have to turn in working with while working with this family, you have to execute and turn in a, a list of plans. And it's a very specific way they have to, it has to be organized. It's very specific in how it has, to, even how the tables are lined up on the paper. Mm-hmm. Like they will kick your shit back and say, this doesn't work. And they'll send it back. And you got to do it all over again. Right. None of mine ever got kicked back because everything I put was on point. They could see I was, I was very, very adamant about making sure my shit was on point. Cause I, one, I didn't want to kick back, but two, I wanted something that was easy for my families to understand and actually do. So because I was one of the number one people <clears throat> at this job, they gave me all the hardest cases. So all those master students that couldn't even handle their own cases, I got them. Right. You see what I'm saying? And yeah, I thought that but was, they was getting the credit because they were getting the hours. But they not just getting the credit, getting credit and getting more money. And getting more money. Right. Right. Yeah, and, that, and, and that's the thing about the in the working world and especially the nonprofit world of just work period. Like it's trivial of how they'll give because then you'll you'll go see who the person at the top is. You're like, this motherfucker don't have no degree. You know what I'm saying? That's, he got the a, same amount of experience as me. He, 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 he don't have no degree, that's you know, but that's how they treat you, you know. And it's, it's sad because you probably really want to do that work. But then after a while, you're like, it ain't worth it. It ain't yeah. worth it. So I'm going to go find something else to do. You know, well, and that's what happens to a lot of people. I don't know who now sell insurance. Like that's it. Yeah. They make more money selling insurance than they ever did in social services. Yep. And yep. the thing about the social service, and I talk, talk about this all the time. Um, and I probably talked about it on here a million times. You and I probably talked about this on here a million times. One of the things that really just irritates the fuck out of me is how badly they treat the workers, but yet they expect to have these amazing outcomes. Outcomes, clients, right? Right. So we're working with these kids. We don't have support. They're not giving us the tools. They're not giving us the training. I had to learn shit on my own. I swear yeah. to fucking God. I would be out here fucked up if I listened to half the shit that these people talk. Yeah, because they don't, they don't even know what the fuck they're talking about. Half they the don't know what they talk. Because they don't. Because the people at the top that are assigning you to those spaces don't know shit about your community. Or right. They just got a grant for the first time to ever work right. in this particular community. And they don't understand how it works, which is what happened to me with Big Brothers Big Sisters. They had a Watts grant. They knew nothing about Watts. And they're trying to make you do all the things that they did. So they're giving you the same assignments and the same protocol that they gave the people who had the Pasadena program. And, and that's a different it, community. Completely different community. The hood in Pasadena is nothing like the hood in Watts. No, no. You know what I mean? The hood in Pasadena is also surrounded by very upper middle class. <laughs> very, <laughs> yeah, people. yeah, yeah. You yeah. know what I mean? Um, so it's not like, and even then, the people that we were, the families that we were working with, these aren't the same as the families that they just had. They weren't going through the same thing. That they didn't no, the level of the levels of stuff that was going on that goes on in Watts is nowhere near the level of stuff that's going on. in Not even Pasadena. close. Like when I took when they took me to the projects in Pasadena, I didn't even know I was in the project. <laughs> I thought it was just a really nice housing apartment. Right, <laughs> right, 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 right. <laughs> Niggas had grass. They right, <laughs> was green right. and nicely cut. Now that doesn't right. take away from the shit that goes on in Pasadena. I know shit go down up there. You know, they got some notorious spaces out there. Right. But at the same time, it's so different because Pasadena. But you can't you can't bring the same you can't bring the same tools for Watts that you do in Pasadena. And but but what that the really politics is, are different. The politics oh, yeah. you can't even use the same tools from the west side of South Central to the east side of South Central. Right, right. But the politics right. are different. Right. Watts it Watts operates damn near like its own city. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's a community in South LA, but it's yeah. not it's but they operate like they're damn near their own city. You ever listen to that song in the city of, in the city uh California, California Love? 
yeah, yeah. And in the hook, they say in the city of good old Watts, because they yeah. think Watts is a real city. They, yeah, and it really isn't. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so Watts is a community, but it has like the most ho- housing projects in the smallest area. Yeah, it's like yeah. Four or five housing projects, literally all in one small community. And one, it's like what five square blocks or something like that, six <sighs> blocks or something like that. I don't even know. I could. It's small as fuck. They're all close to each other. They all up on each other, and they all beef. Right, right, <laughs> so, right. And when I was there, it was uh, in the middle of a gang war. Right. So it was. I was there. Some of there were some of the toughest times. So they got this grant to work in this community, and they didn't know what the fuck to do with it. So they hired somebody like me who knows the hood, but I'm not even from the east side. I'm from the south. I'm from the west side of South Central. Right, from, right. That means I'm I'm on the west side of the 110 freeway. For people who don't know what that means, that's basically I'm from like the Ice Cube, Nipsey Hustle area. Right. That's different than the J-Rock area. Right, right. And both J-Rock. of those places are different from where Kendrick is from. Right. And that's a whole other city. Right. It's a whole other city. Um, but so J-Rock and TDE and Bounty Hunters in them, that's yeah. that's the east side. That's right. Watts, right? Right. So I was over on Grape Street. Daylight is from over there. So um, that's they were beefing with Nickerson Garden. So I'm in the right. middle of a gang war. And the kids, the school is on lockdown. So what does that mean? That means the kids can't play outside. They can right. only go outside to the lunchroom or to the bathroom with escorts and they have to go at a, at a few at a time. So, you know, the kids have, they couldn't eat lunch outside. They had to go, they go line up, get their lunch, come right back to the classroom, escort it back to the classroom. Right. Like, there's no recess. There's no lunch. You, the teachers have to come up with games and stuff in the classroom. Now, mind you, this, these are buildings full of little children, elementary school, from kindergarten up to fifth grade. So you're talking about little bitty children. Not going outside. Anybody who's ever worked with kids, you know you cannot keep kids inside of a room for no eight hours, six to eight hours. It ain't happening. Not without some insanity popping off. It's just telling you right, how it is. Right. Them kids are bouncing off the fucking wall. And they're also going through so much anxiety because remember, this is their community too. These are their brothers and sisters getting yeah, shot up. This is where they live. They this live is where here. they live. They got to worry about whether or not their brother going to come home tonight when they get home. Right. That's if they mama's even off of work yet. You see what I'm saying? So you're talking about someone, and mind you, Watts is the poorest community in LA. That's right. another thing to add to that. So, you know, I, I'm so I'm there during this particular time, and these motherfucking big brothers, big sisters gonna talk about how come y'all ain't got no activities outside. Yeah. That's what my that's, that's, that's what my that's what my main office is telling me. My supervisor who don't know shit, that's what he's fucking telling me. Yeah. So I don't understand why you can't do more art projects. How are we going to do more art projects when we're already coming? They can't even go outside. They can't go outside. I'm not cleaning up this classroom because it wasn't even our, it's not our classroom because the classroom belongs to another teacher. Right, right. So you're sharing sharing resources. Yes, we're already sharing. We don't even have our own spaces yet. The kids are sharing the community because they can't go outside when they want to. So they got to share the community with gang members. And then you're sharing, and then you're sharing a school and space. A little bit of space you do have. And you're you're getting it. That's exactly what I'm talking about. So this these are the kind of and they expect you to work miracles with that with basically no resources because they don't know shit. Right? They don't know, and they really and you know and they would they couldn't figure out why I couldn't get parents to do uh go to these other community meetings and these other housing projects. Right? People in Watts don't go from they don't cross certain streets. No, they, they don't. don't. No, whether you bang or not, you just don't go certain areas. At least at that time. You don't, you don't want to make a mistake. And you know you the history of being in these areas. If you're from Imperial Courts, you're not going over, which is PJ Watts. And everybody ain't got cars. So yeah, no, walk. they don't. Yeah, they walking or catching a bus. Right. 
So you, so anybody can roll up on you. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. And, and so a lot of my kids' parents didn't have cars. Mind you, to be in my program, you already got to be disenfranchised because I worked with the kids whose parents were incarcerated. So right. they had at least one parent incarcerated, which means they're probably working, living with one single parent, usually a mother or a grandmother, or they're in foster care. Right. So you're talking about kids who've already experienced trauma before they were some of them before they were even born. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And they couldn't figure out why I couldn't couldn't get the parents to come to something on Saturday. Right. (laughs) Parents got more important things to worry about. That's the least. See, that's a privileged mindset. You know what I'm saying? When you're you're running a program and you're asking someone who's actually in the neighborhood doing the work, well, why can't the parents get there? Wait a minute, motherfucker! You haven't had a conversation with these people. Right. I'm, and when I tell you that this is what they're telling me, you're telling me, well, just do do this then. No, you're not listening. You know what they, I mean? You're they, not listening. They weren't. They didn't give me a team. They took right. my team. So I was so I was on somebody else's team. Then those people left. They promoted me. I had no team. <laughs> I was the team. Right. How do you give me a promotion to take these people position? And I'm three positions in one. Right. 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 And you ain't paying me. So now I'm exhausted. And now I'm exhausted. Yeah. And that's what makes, and I'm going to tell you, you know, and I don't have to tell you this because you know this. That's why a lot of nonprofits that really have uh, opportunities to do things, they lose their best employees. You know what I'm saying? They leave because they don't want to deal with it no more. They don't want to deal with it. Or they'll they'll go, they would rather go do this type of work, working for, um, you know, the state or the county because they're going to get paid more money. You know what Listen. I'm saying? Com- compared to making 16 bucks an hour and I got to duck bullets and deal with all this other bullshit. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Not worth it. Yo, I'm laughing because I literally had that experience. I'm at yeah. the gas station. Shots popping. I'm at the gas station leaving work. So I just got off work. I'm at the gas station on uh, on Century Boulevard. I didn't even make it to Broadway yet. It was, Arco, it was the Arco station. I want to say it's off of Pedro's, either San Pedro or Avalon, something like that. So anyway, I'm at that gas station. And then this is during the gang war. Yeah. All I know is I hear pop, 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 pop. Niggas is running. I had to hop in my car before I finished filling up my tank and get the fuck out of it. Right. Like that's that was me leaving my job. Right. To go finish working with children who I feel like I had to leave behind. You got to leave them behind, but they got to stay there. It's almost like how they did the study about... Uh, Soldiers coming from war, dealing with PTSD, their levels of PTSD is nowhere near a kid that's growing up in Watts because they, at least you get to leave the war. The kids in Watts got to live there. They got to stay there. Yeah. In fact, they said uh, foster youth in particular are more likely to suffer from PTSD. It's right. like one in eight kids in foster care get PTSD. One in 12 uh, Vietnam War vets have PTSD. Yeah. Yeah. That's a, that's a lot. <laughs> that's, that's a lot crazy. of kids. That's one in eight children having PTSD. And that's not even including the spec because that's, that's just the diagnosable PTSD. Right. It's not even including the stuff that we don't, I think, are also signs of PTSD in Black people that go undiagnosed. Right. Um, and, and I think there's a lot of things that, I don't know how to explain it, but that whole field is a little, is, is, so, is so iffy that it's so hard to take, to figure out what's helpful, what isn't, what we should or shouldn't be diagnosed with. Because the only time they'll diagnose you with some shit is if they can pathologize you. Right. And, you know, and somehow profit off of it, you know, um, it's never, it's never to your benefit. It's never like, here's a diagnosis and here are this, this here's what to do about it. Right. Here's how we're going to fix it. And here's how we're going to prevent this from happening to more of us. Right. That's never the conversation. It's always, you know, this one kid who's the problem, the one in eight 
Does that include the other kids that are suffering? The other kids are just bad. They don't have no right, problems. right. They just bad. They just bad. This one has problems. So we're gonna just you know make his parents feel stupid, make him blame his, make his parents feel like shit every day because they like their failures because they don't know what they're doing. But we're all the experts, and we're gonna tell them how we're gonna marginalize your child, and I even give them treatment that actually helps them. But it does fall in line with the DSM and all the stuff we're told, right, and right. all the protocols because all that shit is already founded on a bunch of racist bullshit. Right. Like, all right, y'all. So. That is the end of part one. Go to, again, patreon.com forward slash champagne sharks or click the link in the show notes to get part two. Be good.